This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. Today, we have Jessica Garcia from Madam Butterfly Creations. Jessica, we're super excited to have you today. How are Thank you? Thank you. Good. How are good you guys? Good. Good. Doing yeah, good. Doing excited good. to be here. It's a great day. Well, Jessica, before like we kind of dive into the business, how about you give us a brief background kind of about who you are and what made you who you are and kind of life before um, Madam Butterfly Creations? Yeah. Um, so I guess backing all the way up (laughs) a little bit, um, I, from high school, I really, my goal in high school, you know, the whole, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, my background was a little bit different in how I was raised and how I grew up. So I knew I was going to have to be something or someone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, um, I, Part of that is because I um, got pregnant in high school. Okay. So when, you know, that kind of makes you realize that yeah. you need to, you need to have a career. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But I also knew that college was really expensive. Yeah. I wasn't going to be able to really afford college because I had a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. So my grand idea was to go to cosmetology school. I was going to get my license doing hair. And um, I knew that made good money. And then that was what was going to afford me to go to college afterwards. As life happens, things change, people change, ideas change. I did go to beauty school. Um, I did hair for about 14 years. And um, it helped me raise my kids, you know, because I was a single mom after Mm -hmm. a few years. I had two children and then I was a single mom um, from the time my second child was four months old. so just, I love doing hair. It was, yeah. it like, let me have my creative, um, what do you call it? Just my creative outlet. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a people person. So I got to talk to people all day, every day, same people in my chair. It just fit me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did that. Um, and then I didn't ever plan on changing it. And I was like, eh, you know, it was cool to think I could do interior design, but like, I'm a mom now, so yeah. whatever. I'll just keep doing hair. I love it. Right. Um, but then I was in a car accident, which made me mm. not be able to stand on my feet for all those hours anymore. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So it, you know, kind of changed things a little bit. I got into a couple different fields, tried to figure out what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, when I yeah. grew up again. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. And... Um, ended up getting into like event coordinating stuff like that that was still creative that was still people it was cool but it just it didn't fit um and then um i just started i mean i've always crafted always since Mm -hmm. i was little um and i ended up turning my crafting into another business so that's how i came up with Madam Butterfly, um, we do cabinet refinishing now, cabinet refinishing, um, barn doors, island build out, those kind of things. But I started with, uh, the business started as a custom sewing business because that's what I could do at home with my kids. I didn't have to stand on my feet. I knew how to sew, you know? Um, but all of these things that I've done to create these businesses or create these different aspects are all just attributed to, um, my childhood. Uh-huh. So my childhood was probably different from some. Uh, some, it's the same. Like I've met a lot of people that have had a childhood like mine. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, for a long time, I was really mad about my childhood yeah. until I came to the realization that um, it's all about perspective. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know. Yeah, well, it's definitely inspiring. And and it's to see that, you know, what you've been through and what you've built is, is really inspiring. And it's been successful. So, and it all is perspective. It's all the way you look at it. It is. It is. Because there's, I mean, I grew up with... Um, Two parents who were normal <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did family vacations. You know, we did Disneyland. We did skiing every winter. We did all of these things. And they ended up um, taking a leap of faith um, when they were younger. When we were younger, they were still young. I'm like early 30s, something like okay. that. And um, they were presented with an opportunity to own a business, a glass business. And um, that's what they did. They made really good money um, mm-hmm. for being young, being the first time they owned a business. Yeah. I just, I was old enough. I'm the only, I'm the oldest. So I'm the only sister that really, there's all, all we're all sisters, no boys. But wow. um, I'm the only one that really was of the age to remember what things were like. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my parents just had a really bad downfall of, you know, um, I want to say meeting the wrong people, but it was really their own personal choice. Mm -hmm. But getting into that money, getting into that lifestyle, and that led to drugs. Um, You know, they kind of wanted to be rock stars, I guess. I think, you know, they had all this money and they could party and they could whatever. Um, And uh, within a year of that, my parents, um, we had no electricity, no water, Mm -hmm. um, no nothing where our house was in foreclosure. Um, we had police at our house all the time. Um, the drugs caused them to fight constantly. Um, and I think I was 11 and that turned it into me raising my sisters because they were no longer able to. And I remember they had their business and our home office, we had a home office Mm -hmm. and my parents would sleep all the time and the phones would ring. So I would answer it. and I'd answer the business calls and at 11 years old and I'm like you know I pick up the phone say the business name you know how can I help you Uh they want a quote on glass you know I just take their measurements (laughs) how would 11 years old I did this I have no idea but you know okay we'll get you know we'll get some numbers together and we'll call you back for a quote I doubt anybody ever called them back. <laughs> but, this little girl's answering the phone. I mean, and I'm like, I, I think back, like, did they realize that I was only 11? Yeah. But prior to that, before my parents got into that, they, they like, my dad would take me to jobs with him. And the clients would think it was so cool. So yeah. I would write up their invoices yeah. and I would talk to them. And little did my dad know, like, he was planting a seed in me to do these things, to be able to talk to clients, to be able to write invoices, mm-hmm. to be able to build rapports. Like I didn't know at the time, yeah. you know, and it still amazes me to this day that I remember those things and I use them for right. what I do now, Yeah, you know? And so, um, just having that background, I think, and having them like, none of it was right, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. but I was able to take all of that to make who I am Absolutely. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't always glorious. You know, my right. 20s, I spent a lot of my 20s being angry and upset. And like, why would they do that to their children? And why would they choose, you know, drugs over their children and this, that, and the other? Yeah. And um, for some reason, I don't really... I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but for some reason, I just dug real deep and decided that's not the life I want. I don't yeah. want to be angry. I don't, you know, I've got kids to raise. I've, I want them to see something different mm-hmm. than, yeah. you know, um, what my parents showed us. And I just dug really deep and, um, didn't really have like a grand plan. You know, I didn't pay Tony, what's his name? Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Tony I Robbins. didn't pay him, you know, $50,000 yeah. to enlighten my life or, yeah. <laughs> you know, anything like that. I just 
started and that was the era of when people started doing stuff on Facebook, you know, yeah. um, coaching, uh, business coaching, personal mm-hmm. coaching, you know, all those things and just took whatever information or knowledge I could find yeah. to help make myself better. You know, I just started taping affirmations to all my mirrors and, you know, my fridge and, you know, just trying to structure who I wanted to be, where I wanted to go and what I wanted my future to look like. And I changed my perspective from my 20s to, you know, being angry and hurt and upset and why me and, you know, things could have been so much different to, um, to being grateful for my parents for, sure. um, for teaching me the things they did when they did teach me. Yeah. And all I can do is be grateful for their struggles because mm-hmm. I don't have to live those yeah. struggles. Well, that's why you said I, you it's know, perspective, it's perspective, right? Yeah. 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 So I know, and I talk to a lot of people, you know, that um, are upset about, you know, something that has happened to them in the right. past. And it hurts me when people let that let that affect them for yeah. so long. It's gonna affect you, yeah. you know. And, right. and that's everyone knows that, but you can't go back and change it. Right. So why don't you just make the most of it? Right, right. Yeah. And it it's hard. It's hard yeah, work. I, like absolutely. it was really hard to yeah. really understand those things. Yeah. I did therapy. I did, you know, and even with therapy it's hard to even just find the right therapist, you yeah, know, that's yeah. even a struggle like, yeah. you know, or, um, you know, changing your friends, changing your dynamic, changing, you know, everything 10 years ago, if you would have looked at my five closest friends, <laughs> they, they were not, um, the people that I would have, thought that would carry me along now i see it back then i was like oh they're friends you know they're they get me they you know all these things if you look at my five closest friends now um my best friend she's an entrepreneur she's a stay she you know a a stay-at-home mom per se but she owns a a couple businesses um i have another you know best friend she has um gone through a lot of struggles and she's she's worked hard to be where she is today and um, you know, everybody that we're close with is on the same path we're on. Yeah. yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference too. Yeah, a sure. huge, huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have a ton of questions, but I, <laughs> I think one of my first ones is how, so as you watched your parents get money and obviously it like affected them in a negative way, right? how have you made the decision to where with your successful business, how you're going to let it affect you in a positive way and not a negative way. So it did affect me in a negative way at one point. Um, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. I've Mm -hmm. owned multiple businesses. Um, but those businesses were not the right season, the right, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe 10 years ago, uh, I when I was a hairstylist, I decided to open um, a hair salon and a tattoo shop in one. It was the only one in Arizona. Um, there's a barber shop and tattoo place here, but there wasn't a hair salon. Oh, that actually sounds really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I opened it, single mom. Um, I made a few mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I lived in Gilbert and the shop I opened was in Glendale. <laughs> that uh, was a big sure, one. That is a mistake. <laughs> you know? For those of you that don't know, that is a far drive. <laughs> it is a far drive. It was at least an hour every day. Oh, yeah. oh wow. And um, I had an excursion, so that oh, was costing wow. me, you know, just a lot of mistakes. Anyways, I when I owned that, it started to become successful and then I got into my own head and realized this is the age my parents were when they had a successful business mm. and they screwed it up. Yeah. And I think that I really let that affect me negatively. And um, I kind of just got really scared and ended up just walking away from it because oh. I didn't want to be them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't do drugs. I didn't, right. you know, I drank socially i didn't have any of those same like um 
tendencies. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, why I was scared, I don't know, other right. than watching my parents do it. Yeah. And I had children on the line, right. you yeah. know, um, and I walked away from it. So that's kind of where I got my business name. My mm-hmm. business name was Madam Butterfly Tattoo and Salon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. And when I walked away from that... I always promised myself that I would reopen the business when I was in a better place. Mm. I wanted to redo it. Yeah. Um, well, push come to shove, I realized I wasn't going to be able to own a salon anymore. So yeah. when this business came around, I named it the same thing. Oh. Just to as like keeping a promise yeah, to myself. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It just cool. wasn't a salon. Yeah. <laughs> and you know this one I've been really successful in it's been it's yeah. been amazing there's a lot of meaning behind that name it's not just a salon that's right really cool. right that's cool um was there like a specific event or a turning point you mentioned like in your 20s there's a lot of anger uh, being upset about your childhood was there like something that made you just like flip a switch and decide to start you know changing your mindset and your perspective or was this like a, a long gradual process of trying to change over a period of time kind of both um the way we were raised was you know live off the system um create excuses yeah you know just to justify all those bad decisions yeah. my yeah. parents were making and you know they wanted to continue to tell me oh we are you know we are taking care of our kids we are doing this where you know so we were taught how to have a lot of excuses uh-huh. and so when i became a mom so quickly that's what i knew it's not what i wanted but that's what i knew yeah. Yeah. you know and um i knew i didn't want to be the same i just didn't know how to be different so it was a struggle so for true. a long time but the change happened very quickly mm-hmm. um i just had a lot of events um i ended up settling down with um uh i met a guy we ended up settling down we ended up having a baby. Unfortunately, the relationship didn't work. Um, and at that point, that's when I was like, okay, Jessica, <laughs> hmm. you've had, you know, some failed businesses. You've had yeah. a couple failed relationships. Yeah. This is not fair to you. This is not fair to your kids. Like, now's the time. Yeah. Like, either you're going to raise them like you were kind of raised or you're going to do something and be better yeah. and be who you want to be. So it's like now or never. And I think the ending of that relationship is what really pushed me into um, being who I am today. Because I had no choice. I was, again, on my own now with three children, (laughs) you know. And that's not something that you brag about, you know. So I wanted something to brag about. And so, you know, I started sewing. I started doing small things. I started doing things that could lead me into being independent and when i left that relationship i i had to make a lot of big decisions Mm. um we were living in a very nice neighborhood great schools my kids had built relationship with friends they were in sports they did all these things and i didn't want to fail and remove them from all of those things so i knew i had to make a certain amount of money and, a, you know, be a certain way to be able to keep them in that area, in those schools, you know, just give them the stability they needed. Yeah. So it really kicked me in the tush to say, hey, like, you got to do something mm-hmm. and personally and financially to give them what they deserve, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just that's kind of when all that self-help stuff kicked in and uh-huh. I was trying to like be be who I thought be who my kids needed yeah and That's be awesome. who I wanted to be finally and um so that's that's what happened I literally moved into the neighborhood right across the street from our subdivision um, so I was able to stay in the same area, same school, same everything, but mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't cheap to live there. Yeah. <laughs> so I really had to hustle. I'm sure yeah. I had to hustle, hustle. Yeah. And so that moved from, and I just took everything I knew, all my crafting, 
all my, you know, all that background and just turned it in what I could to make the money to be able to support my children. But at the same time, I was really holding myself to a really high standard because I didn't want to be the single mom that worked 24 seven. Right. I wanted to be present for my kids. I wanted to go on field trips. I wanted to be able to help in their class. I wanted to be there when they got off the bus at Mm -hmm. school. Yeah. So that's, that was when my major change happened. Cause if I didn't change, none of that would have been possible at all. That's awesome. And I think then in turn, like you changing for your kids makes you happy because if your kids are successful and what they're doing makes you happy, then you're good. Right. I just wanted to give them some opportunity, but it's weird um, to look back a little bit now because I was not given opportunity. I had to make my opportunity. Um, There was no silver spoon for me. Mm -hmm. There was barely a plastic spoon, (laughs) you know, like, but then I gave my kids the silver spoon and you really kind of see the difference. I mean, my kids are great. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) they, they have a little bit different perspective of me because they haven't known the same struggle I've known. Right. So like now that my two older ones are getting older, like my oldest one, when he turned 18, I really encouraged him to Get out of Arizona. Yeah. Go somewhere. Do something. Struggle. You know? Yeah, right. Live on minimum wage and have to pay your own bills. <laughs> yeah. And insurance and car and your car break. You know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, really pushing him out has made a huge difference. I mean, it's just a testament to how struggle makes you a better person. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have any like role models through any of this process to kind of help you make that mind mindset shift or just keep you on the right track? Or was this all, all you? Well, no, not all me. I, I did do the hard work, but, but I did, um, I did have some, um, my family really stepped in and helped, Mm -hmm. um, when we were younger, um, my grandparents really are my grand. One set of my grandparents took custody of us and um, raised us for quite a few years, mm-hmm. um, and so they. I get that's where I learned all my crafting because yeah. we were moved from Arizona to South Dakota. Oh wow! So we went from big city to uh, the population town. The population sign in our town said fifty-two people. Wow! It was. Oh, nice. excuse me it was a huge culture shock oh yeah huge so what do you do there you run in cornfields like (laughs) there's not really much to do there so like my grandma taught us how to sew how to cook how to you know craft how to do all those things and um, I just really dove deep into a lot of the school activities like Uh seriously every activity I could sign up for yeah I signed up for And so they were kind of my role models then teaching us things that we didn't, we weren't taught, like how to be normal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how to, like our grandparents, my grandparents would have a disagreement. And instead of doors being broken down and holes in the wall, like we could see a normal adult argument Mm -hmm. and then a normal adult solution, (laughs) you know? So those are things we weren't used to and you don't when you're raised a certain way you don't realize there's other ways of living so I had some you know some of those kind of role models and just after that that was kind of what I talked about earlier about having um, like changing your friends yeah just changing my friends and seeing how they were doing seeing them being entrepreneurs or them raising a family or them going through struggles, surrounding myself with people like those who are able to overcome things in a positive way. Yeah. You just soak up all that mm-hmm. from other people. Yeah. So I kind of, I don't have any specific like big time famous room or any of those kind of things. I just tried to soak up what I could from other people yeah. around me stop soaking up the negative and start soaking up the 
positive. That's cool. They say like you're the combination of your five closest friends or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's super true. You have to surround yourself with good people. You have to. Yeah. Because otherwise it just, you know, coming from a background of what I came from, the things that were normal then shouldn't be normal. (laughs) You know, you shouldn't. And, and how do you, you don't know yeah. unless you've seen something else, right? Yeah. You know, you don't know that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. What, um, what would you say the biggest thing that trials and failure has taught you in your life? Oh man. Um, I have failed a lot. <laughs> I have really failed a lot. Um, and you know, 10, 15 years ago, I always would beat myself up over my failure. Yeah. Like, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be your parents. You're going to, you know, not recover from this. No, I've still failed since I've changed my perspective. And it's just driven me to to keep going. And, you know, there's, you can read a lot of the, you know, books about being an entrepreneur. They, um... They say, you know, I forget what it is. Your first five or seven businesses or however many are going to fail before you find the right one. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of true, you yeah. know. Um, but all of those things taught me more and more and more. And if I would have never just put myself out there, I would have never learned those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Even though they were hard and they sucked. <laughs> you yeah. know, it wasn't, yes. it wasn't easy. But that's, that's where, that's what drove me to just keep keep going even now in this coronavirus thing that we've yeah. <laughs> got going on this craziness you know a lot of things have had to change i the business that i once be- built that was my baby you know madam butterfly creations that's my baby um i've had to step out of that business mm-hmm. i mean it's still there yeah. but you know being home with the kids full time and doing all those things Thank God my husband went into business with me a few years ago. um, And now he's running it because I can't. Like, I I don't have those abilities anymore. So in true fashion of myself, I just, you know, I was at home. I didn't know where our business was going to go. I didn't know if people would even want us in their homes. Right. You know, because of all the fear and everything going on. Mm -hmm. So I just started watching and looking and and next thing i know people were making masks Mm -hmm. and people were donating masks selling masks all these things and my background is sewing i started this business sewing Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it really kind of weighed on my mind and i woke up one morning super early on a sunday and i pulled my sewing machine down i'm like hmm I wonder if I can sew a mask. (laughs) And I did. I sewed a mask. My husband woke up. He's like, what? Where did that come from? Like, (laughs) I just whipped it up. Um, And so I was like, "Hmm, okay, well, I want to donate some and I want to make some. At first, my objective was to the ones that I sold would compensate the money for the ones that I donated okay and um within a couple days i had like 400 orders of masks really it was insane is this just from customers like we're just posting it on facebook like hey who needs masks you know like yeah and next thing i know i had businesses reaching out to me like hey i need masks for all my employees um i had you know just you know regular you know other people just you know hey i need some for my family I just started making them. Next thing I know, my living room and kitchen looks like a sweatshop. I had fabric (laughs) all over the place. One of my best friends, her husband, he knows how to sew. Wow. And so they're like, we'll come over and help you. I was like, oh, thank you. Because I don't know. I don't know. Um, And in two months, I sold almost 4,000 masks. Wow. And donated a ton. A ton. Not as many as I wanted to, but... We donated a lot and just, you know, it's just one of those things. You Mm -hmm. find something, there's a struggle, there's this, there's that. And, Mm. um, yeah. So it's been a weird, crazy ride through this whole pandemic thing. 
But really, it's perspective. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are, you know, financially burdened. And then it's like, okay, well, let's create an idea. Let's do something. Let's... And that's kind of another one of my... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. How awesome. how did Madam Butterfly go from sewing to cabinets? Like, what was the the process of the the journey there? So I just kind of started. Um, um, I was pregnant. I was on bed rest, um, and I needed something, and so I started um, sewing things for my house, making decor in my house Mm -hmm. those kind of things again just posted it on facebook like hey anybody need custom like window treatments Mm -hmm. and a few people reached out word of mouth next thing i know i'm making pillows and window treatments and shower curtains and all these things it wasn't even really meant to be a huge business but i i it was filling my time and then get that's when uh furniture painting started to get really big so mm-hmm. i got into that well at that same time about a year into it is when um i separated from my son's dad i had those things trickling i opened a storefront oh. and um and started you know just having my mm-hmm. sewing stuff my furniture painting I started doing chalk paint because that was oh, like the cool. big yeah. thing, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, went from there. I I had a lady reach out to me and she's like, hey, my mom needs her cabinets refinished. Uh-huh. Can you do it? And I'm like, listen, I've never done that before. Yeah. But like, uh-huh. hey, if you know, I mean, I'm being honest with you up front. Like, if you want me to, <laughs> let's it. give it a yeah. shot. You know, I charged her like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I lost money on yeah. that deal. <laughs> but I did it. It was hard. It took me twice as long as it should have. It ended up with ripped pants and ruined paintbrushes and two weeks of labor that oh, I was shoot. like, you know, all these things that I didn't know at the beginning, like number yeah. your doors. So yeah. you know where they go back. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> and those are all the things I learned. I did that. I did another one. Next thing you know, I was doing cabinets every single week. And it literally just kind of fell in my lap. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having to close my storefront. I actually sold it. My oh, first cool. business, I actually sold for like money. That's true. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, to someone else who took over, you know, all my inventory. Yeah. They, they used a different name. But it was really cool to sell a business. How can you talk about that for a second? Like how did how did that happen? Someone just come to you or did you like, I don't know, post or promote it somewhere that you were selling your business? What's the process? Yeah, I um the the storefront was good in itself. Uh Um luckily it was making enough money to support itself, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't making enough money for like a true, true profit. Yeah. But with it being in its first year and it supporting itself, I felt that was pretty good. Um and with the cabinet thing happening, I ended up having to hire a crew to help me do cabinets. Mm -hmm. And that left me with not being able to have time for my shop. Like I would have employees there and I would just show up and like put their paychecks under the mat for before they opened, before I ran to a cabinet job. Yeah. And I didn't, I never saw the place anymore. So mm. I was like, eh, probably not the best. Cause then I was digging into my kids' time. Yeah. I was taking away time from them having both of them. So I had to make a decision, which way did I want to go? Yeah. So I, Google, Google's my best friend. (laughs) Me and Google (laughs) are like, you know, that's where I kind of learn everything. So I started to Google, like, how do you estimate how much your business is worth? Yeah. Like, is this worth anything? You know, did a lot of research and I just posted it on Facebook. Like, hey, here's my business. You know, here's the opportunity. Here's the numbers. Here's my selling price. Um... And I didn't sell it for the full amount I wanted. I came down a couple thousand. Um, but I had several people right away 
wanting uh-huh. to buy it. And um, there was one person in particular that I really liked. So that's why I did come down a little bit in price. Mm-hmm. Just we negotiated a few yeah. things. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, and I sold it. And there wasn't really, I just downloaded something from Google, like a contract yeah. that you could kind of fill out saying, you know, all the fine details. Yeah. And that was, that was it. It was kind of crazy. It was a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? And call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Well, it sounds like Facebook has kind of been like your marketing friend. what, What else do you do for marketing? I do nothing for marketing. Um, literally nothing. I haven't paid for marketing in years, Uh probably six years. Um, we've really just worked it off of word of mouth and referrals. Just the way I've structured the business to, um, to a much higher standard, Mm -hmm. it creates an opportunity for people to tell people about us. Mm -hmm. Um, We get compliments all the time. You're the only contractor that showed up on time that have been here when you said you're going to be here that have completed the job without us having to nitpick everything. Um, You know, our finish, our cabinet finish, it is extremely durable, but we don't live in a perfect world. So yeah, occasionally if you hit it hard enough, you might nick it. Right. Mm. We don't put a time frame on it. We don't say, you know, you have a six month warranty because yeah. it, you know, you might have a nick in a year yeah. and I'd much rather them call me and say, Hey, I got a nick. Can you come and fix it? And it take me five minutes to come yeah. and fix it. Then, and them, you know, that's the difference in them saying to their friend, we had this company do our cabinets, but we had this nick in a year and they didn't return our phone calls versus we had a company that came, we had a nick, I called them, they came and fixed it for free. Yeah. That's that five minutes of my time, because it doesn't happen very often, yeah. that's what pays for my marketing yeah. and my advertising. That's and really cool. you know, so I just it helps me keep my overhead really low. Um, and that's, that's like, as of today, we're booked out to the middle of September Wow! and I all for cabinets. Yeah, that's it. And we're doing, um, we were only able to do one job a week. Now we're able to do two kitchens a week. So we've doubled everything. Um, and we're still in this pandemic booked (laughs) into the middle of September. We just do a good job. Yeah. That's you awesome. would think that would be, a, you know, you <laughs> yeah. would think that would be normal. Yeah, of course, everyone does a good job, right? but it's like, yeah, you kind of got to look for it. So. Yeah, and fortunately, that's not the standard that everybody holds themselves to, which is really weird. Yeah, but. That's, yeah it's really cool because, like, you think you're losing time and money by going back for free to those jobs and helping out, but really, it's paying you, like you said, so much more in the yeah. referrals that they, they send and you're just a testament of that. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you and your husband are both in the business now. What are the different roles that you both play in the business? So um, it's been um, it's been a weird ride um, with you know working with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really cool, but there have been some struggles and challenges. Um, I don't know if my husband wants me to say these things, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It it was a struggle for him coming in, you know, to him being independent, working his own hours, his own job, having his own thing Mm -hmm. to 
coming into my business. Yeah. You know? Now you're the boss. Now, you're right. It's different. It's not... Typically, you would hear stereotype, you know, the yeah. wife would work for the husband's business uh, right, kind of right. thing. And yeah. so it was it was a weird struggle and hurdle for us to overcome to make it to where I wasn't the boss per se. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was our business. And even still, he still kind of struggled because I built it, you know. Yeah. And so um, we just had a you know, some really good heart to hearts. Um, my lifestyle was different from his. He worked 40, 60 hours a week. He traveled, he worked overtime. He worked in the heat. He, you know, he worked construction, construction, like heat construction. And he always would tell me, you know, he didn't provide his, girls with everything he wanted to because he wasn't there all the time he never helped out in a classroom he couldn't walk him to the bus stop he you know he couldn't do all these things and he was i guess jealous i don't know if that's the right word that i was able to do that with my kids like i was so in you know connected with my kids and that's what he wanted Um, and so we just, again, took another leap of faith of him quitting his full-time job with benefits and, you know, 401k and all those things, um, that he had been building to, you know, us working together. So it took us a while to just kind of get him incorporated with the business because there were... Um, a lot of things that I wanted to be still done my way. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, yeah, we just really had to work through those struggles to get it to where we were. So we had, right before this whole world going mad thing, we had started to try to change our business to pull me out of the field a little bit mm-hmm. for me to focus on other aspects of yeah. our business mm-hmm. and letting him do the actual the work. work of it. So when all of this hit, we were already prepared. It just gave us that shove we needed. Gotcha. Shove I needed yeah. <laughs> to like let go of the control yeah. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he would come home. I'm like, okay, did you do this? And did you do this? And did you do this? And did you tell the client this? And did you, you know, all these things? He's like, yeah. yes, I got this. <laughs> like, okay, I hope so. <laughs> and... Um, now our roles have really changed. I'm just, you know, at home now and he, he's responsible for almost the whole business now, um, which is crazy. And, um, it's, it's a relief that I have somebody I can trust to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, cause, um, it's hard to let something that you work so hard for go into somebody else's hands. But um, I'm super proud of him. He's killed it. He's totally nailed every aspect of it. So that's been... Sounds like a little secret plan you had to bring him in and say, here, right? you do it all now. <laughs> Thanks. I always told him I'd make a really good housewife. Like, I've never had that opportunity. Let's try that out. <laughs> and now I'm super bored. <laughs> um, before all this hit, so you mentioned that he was going to focus more on, like, actually doing the cabinets, yeah. and then you were going to focus on some other important parts of the business. Right. What are some of those things that you were trying to focus on? So um, we have a plan of eventually um, changing our license and doing more things, uh, adding more things to our business as far as like new cabinet installs, countertops, flooring, those kind of things. Because we go into kitchens um, and that's where I've kind of fulfilled part of my life of my old dream of wanting to be an interior designer. I get to do those things now without spending all that money on college. Yeah. Um, I used my... Um, all my color knowledge from when I was a hairstylist to now using it in color and design and people's kitchens. So we, um, I never had the opportunity to expand as a single mom. Once he stepped in, he even started to notice like, Hey, we're giving a lot of work away. We're, you're helping these people design their kitchens, countertops, floors, backsplash, cabinet colors, all these things. 
but you're just giving the business to everyone else because we I couldn't do it. I yeah. you know so we're working on um, getting a license that incorporates all those things so that way we can subcontract yeah. with other really good contractors to be able to do everything kind of in house instead of saying hey we'll do your cabinets and I'll design it for you but you're gonna have to go find everybody else to do it. Yeah. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> you know. So that's what we're that's what we're wanting to change. Yeah. So no other employees. Is that ever something that you want to to bring on board, or are you trying to you know keep it with? You we do husband? have one employee oh, you now. Do? Okay. Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, he came in at the right time. Um, he was somebody that worked at Home Depot. That mm-hmm. I mean, we basically live at Home Depot, um, and got to know him. And so hmm. we kind of stole him. <laughs> and so he works with us. That's cool. Um, I've had more employees in the past. Uh-huh. Um, employees is kind of a struggle, yeah. having employees. So I kind of like to keep that minimized. Yeah. So with this new part of our business, instead of hiring more employees, we'll be subcontracting oh, for gotcha. things that we couldn't do anyways, right. like countertops. We don't know how to fabricate countertops. Um, but we've been building these relationships over time with people. Right. Um, so that way we'll still have a smaller staff, mm-hmm. but um, still be able to expand our business. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you love this business? I do. I do. I have, um, um, I've got one of those creative brains, so I get bored kind of easy. Yeah. Um, and I like to change things up. Yeah. But this is a business I haven't changed. Mm -hmm. I've had it for, I think I'm going on seven or eight, almost eight years. (laughs) And, um, I, I do. I really love it. I love my clients. I love being able to design. I love being able to have that interior design aspect that I've wanted since high school. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to happen in this way, yeah. but it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of another dream fulfilled. And now that I've kind of backed out of the business, I get to do a lot of the things that I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. like the whole housewife thing, like yeah. <laughs> being able to cook dinner. I love to cook. Yeah. Like, you know, and you don't love to cook when you've done you know when you've been painting cabinets for six seven hours i get to do those things now so just changing seasons different you know and just enjoying the opportunities i have as they come along for sure for sure you mentioned that you're a serial entrepreneur so do you have plans in the future for any other business ideas or you kind of wanted to stick with this and see what you can do with it (laughs) funny you ask Mm-hmm. I may be starting another business. Oh, <laughs> oh, Do we get the inside scoop here? Yeah, I'm bored, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so I saw a need. Um, my friend, I, I've mentioned her a couple times now. Um, she owns a boutique. And I mm-hmm. kind of watched some of her struggles as far as like, you know, our graphic tees that everybody loves. They're so popular, yeah. you know, all the designs and the sayings and the quotes and, you know, all these things. And um, I've watched her struggle of, um, you know, having to order minimum quantities and sizes and what sizes sell and what sizes don't sell. We're constantly together. So I get to see all of her struggles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, huh. I wonder if I could like make the designs for the shirts Mm -hmm. and sell them to businesses and they can choose what color shirt it goes on, what size it goes on, what this, what that. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm um, working on sublimation of shirts and digital um, printing on vinyl. And so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Nothing's been released. I don't have a Facebook page yet, but I will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'll just, I'm sure I'll own a multitude of businesses in my (laughs) lifetime. (laughs) We'll we'll make sure to stay in touch and maybe have you back on after that gets going to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. I think think it'll be really awesome and, and I'm excited for it. That's cool. I um so I have one more question for you. Um, kind of going back to to the start of of your story and everything you went through in life. Um, knowing like all the struggles that you had to deal with and everything you went through, and then like what it's done for you in your life. Would if you had the chance, would you change 
the way that you were raised and that you grew up and all the experiences you had or did it do you feel like it made you who you are today um i've thought about that a lot um that's something i think about very often yeah um and i don't think i'd be the person i am today if my background was different Mm -hmm. you know if my parents didn't struggle or they didn't get into drugs or I didn't you know I don't think I would be where I am you know if I you know what if I hadn't gotten pregnant so early on um you know would that made a change in my relationships or my relationship struggles or you know I have three amazing kids I have so much experience for someone who's 37 um I have the life I have right now is absolutely amazing. Um, I have no complaints. I just showed up and did the hard work and that's where I'm at. And I don't, I honestly don't think I would be who I am today if things were different. Yeah. How, you know, back then. Yeah. And so again, perspective, you know, I I just appreciate everything that I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a huge difference instead of appreciate instead of dwell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I kind of have a follow up question with this is kind of two parts, but is there any advice you'd give to someone that may be experiencing similar things that you did? Or also is there advice that you'd give to somebody that's just a young entrepreneur or an old entrepreneur just trying to get started? Right. Um, as far as just somebody who's been through hard struggles in their life, um, I mean, I can't say it enough. It's really perspective, you know, it's really just changing your mindset on, you know, who you are, what you've went through and what you want to be. I mean, it's, it is, it's hard. You can't get rid of the things that have happened to you. They'll always be there. Mm-hmm. Always, you just have to figure out how to um, how to get through them, how to be okay with them, mm-hmm. um, how to to be okay with your story, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not again, it's not something to brag about. Like, hey, I was mm-hmm. raised by drug addicts, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have electricity and water, you know, those kind of. You don't <laughs> yeah. brag about those things. Uh-huh. Like, mommy and daddy never bought me a vehicle, you know. They never those kind of things. Yeah. So it's really being okay with your story, yeah. and okay with changing your story, mm-hmm. okay with the old saying of breaking the cycle. I mean, it is so true. You have to break a cycle mm-hmm. and start a new one. Yeah. And especially if you have kids, like that was my big thing. Do I want to continue this cycle and give those, those, um, you know, characteristics to my kids. Mm -hmm. No, I would never want to put that on them. So I want, you know, it's just, there's a way, there's a way out of it and there's a way up. It's Mm -hmm. just, you you know, starting at the bottom, not everything's going to change overnight. You know, it's not a instant fix. So it it takes a while and it takes hard work, but everybody can do hard things Mm -hmm. if they want to. So... Um, yeah, I mean, there's no better time than now yeah. to, to change, to change your perspective, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as entrepreneurs go, I think, um, one of the bigger struggles for entrepreneurs, uh, when I talk to other people on starting a business, everybody assumes you need all this money, yeah. all this time, all this, you know, I have to quit my full-time job and, and no income and dive deep and, you know, yeah, maybe it's worked for some people, but it's not yeah. going to work for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you've got a family, when you've got bills and responsibilities, you can't just like, Yep, going to start my business, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go take a loan for $50,000. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. I've never taken a loan for any of my businesses. Huh. Some That's of them have failed, but I've never had a business that failed that I owed money yeah. or wow. I lost money. That's awesome. I at least came out even. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because I started a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, say, for instance, the business I'm starting now. Um, I have invested some money 
but like I'm under a thousand dollars in investments right now. If you can save, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's barely anything. It, right. It's not a lot. And I think people overthink it. Yeah. You know, you can start a business while you have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You're going to work your butt off, yeah, you know, but yeah. that's owning a business yeah. is working really hard. You can, you don't have to have this big grand, you know, yeah. If you have a company where you have to buy a construction equipment, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, but like smaller businesses right now, I think is the best time for people to start opening smaller businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a lot of parents that are staying home to teach their kids and they're saying, well, what am I going to do since I can't work? What am Mm -hmm. I going to do if I have to teach my kids? Where are my money? Where's my money going to come from? You know, our unemployment is changing. Our, you know, the money's going to be going down. Like a lot of people are going to really, truly start struggling now's the time to start something. Mm -hmm. And like with the business I'm starting, I can create an opportunity, say for a stay at home mom who wants to start a t-shirt business on Etsy. Etsy doesn't cost you anything to start, you know, buying a few t-shirts isn't going to cost you much. Doing the hard work on Facebook and Instagram, you don't have to run ads. You know, depend on your friends. There's influencers now. There's so many avenues that you don't have to, you know, you can just start it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's my big thing is you don't have to be rich. You don't have to have a partner. You don't have to... You know, you can be somebody who's unemployed and needing, you know, it's, you know, you just hustle, (laughs) you know, love it. I'm going to turn Ridge's two part question into three part. Okay. Before you finish up, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, that'll be okay. You know, um, yeah, that's it. It'll be okay. Yeah. Simple, but pretty profound. Right. I mean, it's, I spent a lot of years stressing over if it will be okay. And, um, yeah, it just, it's been okay. You know, it's been more than okay. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that it's going to be okay just changes everything, right? Yeah. Knowing that I am the mom I want to be. Yeah. I am the wife I want to be. I am the friend I want to be. The, you know... I'm 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 where I want to be yeah. and I never would have dreamed it in a million years mm-hmm. and I'm just excited to know what else is going to yeah. you know come. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. Sweet. Um before we finish up here, we have a little game that we're going to play with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so how it goes is we've got a list of questions we're going to ask you and it's going to be like rapid fire and you have 60 seconds to answer as many oh, questions. Man. They're not hard. Okay. They're not hard. <laughs> yeah. They're not hard. So don't like give a, me math questions. I was going to say, it's not like a math test. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. Um, so I'll pull up the clock here. All right. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm a thinker, so hopefully I can rapid fire <laughs> this. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get this. And Ridge, you ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Stuck on an island, what would you bring? Oh, gosh. Um, food. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone in time, who would it be? Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I would, I would really love to have dinner with my, uh, my two grandpas again. That's cool. awesome. Favorite junk food? Um, pizza. Nice. <laughs> um, best business book you've read? Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, the roller coaster one. Um, it's a, oh man, it has a red cover and it has a roller coaster on it. Um, it's an entrepreneur one. Why can't I think oh, of the shoot. name of it? I don't know. We'll have to we'll rely on yeah, Google. We'll <laughs> What's a superpower you'd have? Um, uh, I just need more time in a day. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Stop time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, TV show you could binge watch. Oh, um, Grey's Anatomy. Music nice. you turn on when nobody is around. Say say that one more time. Music you turn on when nobody is around. Oh, I am um, uh, like a dub reggae, nice. um, dirty heads, that kind oh, of nice. stuff. That's but deep stuff. down when nobody's around, yeah. um, I bring it back to my punk days. <laughs> I love nice. punk music. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, that is time for us. I think we got seven there, so not nice. bad. Nice. Yeah, that was good. 
Um, I'm curious to figure out what that book was. Do you want to? Um, yes, it was um, the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Hmm. It's your turn to join the ride. Nice. I've never actually read that it. one. Yeah. We'll have to um, take a look. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in that book. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there's, man, I wish I could think of them. Oh, there is one book um, that really helped me when I was kind of going through my wanting to turn things around. Yeah. Um, it's by Jen Sincero. It's called You Are a Badass. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is I, I, I such a that, good yeah. book. And now she's got one, um, You Are a Badass at Making, at mon- money. At making yeah, money. That's a really good one. I haven't I finished that one. I wasn't in the right place for that one at the time when I started reading it, mm-hmm. but I remember it just kind of going over the fear of making money yeah. Yeah. and the fear, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. That's, those books are so they are. good and they're so like true to life and just, it. it's like you're talking to a friend yeah. kind that's of awesome. book. So yeah. yeah, those are good too. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, Jessica, thank you so much again for coming on. Yeah, um, your yeah. story Thanks is super inspiring. Me. Definitely learned a lot and i know our listeners have definitely been inspired i think you're just a living example of the fact that you know in this the race of life we don't all start at the same spot like some people start so much ahead or behind others but you can either you know dwell on that and complain about where you started and your upbringing or you can you know make something happen right and the great thing about you know where we live is you can make anything happen. And, you have the opportunity yeah, yeah, too. You just yeah, have to take it. For sure. <laughs> you yeah, know. Awesome. So thanks for, you know, being proof of, of that inspiring yeah, fact. Thank you. Well, thanks for letting me come in and, and talk about it. Um, I am an open book to people, mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of nice to, to talk about it, to let other people know that there's, you know, there's light at the end a of the tunnel. World. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. How about she, how about you tell us where you can find us like social media? Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, on Facebook, it's Madam Butterfly Creations and Interiors okay. on Instagram. It's, um, so we're, I think I shortened it on Instagram, you, MB Interiors on Instagram. Um, those are the two main places we, we hang out cool. is, yeah. you know, Facebook majority of the time. Nice. Sweet. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank and you guys. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Yep. We'll see you.